This is Radically Alive Women's Edgecast. Women not making those choices as an empowered choice, that's a different story. That's not my story. I sit here in Otaki with, just across from me, Ana Lucia. Welcome. You willing to say something about yourself to start? Um, Who are you right now? I'm a woman on a journey. I just turned 40 a couple of days ago. Yeah, so I'm a body worker and my focus is tantric inspired central massage. But yeah, when people say tantra, it means lots of different things to lots of different people. So for me, it's one of the things to come from the heart. So having a heart based practice with people and honoring their bodies and their peculiar fantasies how they sometimes say you know like I'm quite open and playful like I can kind of create things for people and it's more about like okay you have these desires and then I can check in what are my boundaries or I think I'm reasonably clear on my website about what my boundaries are so it's not really about me a client recently asked me like oh do you get quite aroused in your work and I was like energetically yes but physically not so much so it's that kind of like I can feel the person's energy and people feed back to me like, oh, you're quite in tune with listening to my body. So it's that presence, heart, focus, generosity. But I think with the generosity also comes that thing where we talked about with the pleaser, that it's easy to, it can also be easy to overgive, or then fears come up that I think people are not coming back if I don't give them X, Y, and Z. So I've worked over the years now also figuring out who are the people that I really want to work with and who can I let go of? Who, yeah, when I was saving up to buy this house, I think there was parts of me that were more in that pleaser and money orientated. So I'd be overgiving and let people walk over my boundaries. And then I could feel in my body that that doesn't feel good. But I was my, my mind was like, yeah, but I'm saving for this house. <laughs> so I guess when I think of pleasing, that's, yeah, that's p- part of that dynamic that you make the focus about somebody else and not about where your boundaries are yeah there's a lot of creativity in my work I find so like some of the kind of standard massages are just kind of a standard massage but then I have more people now that want more personalized so they either want to either want to learn how to massage or they want some kind of kinky thing or they have a real big issue letting go and trusting so using gentle dominance in a way that's really again being fully present with the person but actually guiding them into something you can do a lot with just using your body and I guess it's a physical thing but it's also feeling the person energetically so personalized creations for people that's kind of what I'm interested in more now there's a relaxation element there's a wanting to connect with their own body and their pleasure Sometimes there might be escapism as well. Stress, like having having a break from all the responsibilities that we hold out in the world. Sometimes healing, I guess exploration. Like a lot of men that come, they want to like, oh, you know, I've always been curious about prostate or whatever. You know, it's that kind of trust that I feel that they have in me. <laughs> Providing them with the new experience. It's like, well, and for a lot of, you know especially straight men it can be like the whole thing around being penetrated is quite like whoa you know and doing that yeah with care lots of care I don't know and it sounds to me more more like a radical responsible encounter 
I don't know whether that's accurate, but that you're clear of your boundary, you check with your clients the boundaries, and then and then you go with. You know, so, mm. Okay, or navigate that area that they haven't explored before. And there's something about what you said in our pre-conversation that I that really touched me was about there's two aspects of energies that have been suppressed in women. One is the anger, and the other one is the sexual energy. My story is that you're an expert somehow in, or you've made it your profession to harness or feel sexual energy and to use it consciously. Part of your vocation in this lifetime is to work with sexual energy, mm. your own and that of others consciously. There's a lot of that happening unconsciously. Like most of it is happening unconsciously because it's been suppressed. Yeah. So women don't know of their sexual power, or they know it and they use it unconsciously to manipulate, to get what they want. To be frustrated also and mm. to have a drama with life about not getting what they want. So how can sexual energy be learned or healed through massage for women? I have some women that come specifically because there's a they're queer, so they might be in a heterosexual relationship, but that you know, I had one woman that was like, Oh, you know, my husband knows about this and this is the agreement that we have that I can I can go and explore this in, in this kind of um, setting so there's an element of being fully seen and being able to be with a woman you know be with a female energy in, in an intimate setting and other women can be more like a healing desire to heal something or to get in touch with what do I really like I mean I had a woman she came for like a sacral central massage a few times and it took her so this is more like a massage that's similar to Lumi Lumi so it's it's nude and it's warm oil and it's like underbody strokes. So you get that whole like yumminess, but it's not about genital touch or the aim is not to arouse the person. So the arousal might still happen or whatever, but it's not really, that's not where you go. And it took her a while to feel ready for the next exploration. And then she said to me, oh my God, I've never been touched like that before. And I think that's the, when someone touches your yoni with reverence and I don't want anything from the client, you know, I think that's also our experience as women that we're like, oh, we have to be this particular thing or, you know, we have to give back. And in my personal life, I definitely feel that too. So that's something that I trying to unlearn as well. And that's coming back to that pleaser thing of like, oh, you know, I've had an orgasm now, I need to give this thing back or you know, maybe I want to have sex in this particular way and I don't actually want to do this thing. And so owning that, yeah, I guess that's my personal learning in terms of, you know, how can I be conscious with my own sexual energy? And it's not always there. I mean, we all have a cycle. I'm just rediscovering my cycle. I started bleeding again last year. I had an IUD for like 15 years, so it's that kind of coming back into my embracing the cycle and the messiness that comes with you know blood and things so yeah and just being like hey it's okay I don't need to be available for all the things all the time I imagine that in a profession like you've crafted yourself it's not like there's a blueprint really my first profession that I chose was to be a lawyer and it was so clear this is the blueprint yeah. I just follow these steps and then I, I am that it's like buying a piece of clothing from, mm. from the rack and and you've tailor it your own and it takes courage especially in this field mm -hmm. which, which used to be I have a sense that it used to be a sacred profession for women healing and shamanism ancient wisdom space holders 
I think these women were called witches and they were burned for that. Mm. As women, we have memory, cellular memory of witch burnings. So it's really courageous to step up and say, this is what I'm doing. And to show yourself with that, because you probably somewhere in your cellular memory have a knowing that in previous lives, mm. you would have been killed for that, or maybe you were. So bringing that back is courageous, and you will need your boundaries, your protection somehow. How do you protect yourself? <laughs> I feel quite honored that you call me a witch. <laughs> I was more thinking that it's like, you know, I guess I'm more familiar with like the temple arts and the, the kind of the, the aspect they've really used to deal with sexuality and the kind of sacred whore, like, I don't know, spaces where sexuality was something that was really quite celebrated also in a, in a ritualistic kind of group kind of setting or something. But yeah, I mean, stigma is definitely something that's totally real. I live in a really small town <laughs> and I'm very, like I sometimes have to decide really quickly whether, you know, when people are like, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, yeah, I do massage. Oh, what kind of massage? You know, and then I'm like, oh, I have to make a really quick decision. How much truth do I tell? Because the whole thing is also sexuality is this big loaded thing that people then start asking you all these questions about and I don't want to have that conversation all the time with anyone anywhere in the local sauna so I'm aware that part of the protection is to be sometimes not fully truthful I mean my work's also discreet I try and not have other people run into each other here that kind of not yeah naming people or if I see a client on the street you wouldn't start chatting or like it's that kind of there's a protection around privacy and confidentiality and I kind of yeah that extends to myself there's a little bit of a sussing out process beforehand so I think the way that I already present myself with my website I only do communication via email actually how do I present myself is already drawing in a certain clientele and then you know the effort of writing an email can often tell oh, what kind of person is that but then still sometimes people come through the door and I'm like mm, don't really know if I like that person's energy so coming to that point of like hey happy to see somebody once but that's also part of my protection to then be like actually I honor that for me that's a no you and I are not a good match I sometimes just say you know it's an energetic thing sometimes people want to know more and then I say well you know you were pushing my boundaries da 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 so I can name it. I find it a little bit easier writing about these things. Like I'm working on the being present and clear in my communication. I usually, when it's a first client, talk them through how I work. I ask them if they have any questions. I ask them if they have parts of the body they don't like touched. I say, you know, the touch is from me to you. I kind of give them a bit of a, you know, I don't talk, but you're welcome to make sounds. I encourage that. You will hear me make sounds, like that kind of thing. So I give them a bit of a spiel that already gives a light of professionalism other ways of protection I guess over the years figuring out what kind of capacity I have per day per week that's more like a protection in terms of not getting burned out or starting to hate my work or zone, zoning out so usually I don't see more than two people a day but if I imagine I'd see like four or five people you can imagine the fifth person is not going to get very much because the energy also needs to be refilled so that I can give but there's also like other things like when you talk about the historic things in the cellular memory it's quite interesting like maybe a year and a half ago my auntie got back in touch with my auntie it's like my dad's sister and I feel like she was quite triggered by the choice of my profession 
and then I became a bit of a a bit of a sounding board for her all her sexual trauma that she has experienced in her personal story but then also working with young women that been sexually abused and then she was like oh it's so typical you know when you've been abused that you start working in the sex industry as an empowerment thing and da 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 and then she basically disclosed to me that that there was sexual childhood abuse in my mum's story and whether that was her place disclosing that or not but it was like I remember I had this immense rage come up of like oh my fucking god I have to deal with this family shit again you know because then I was like okay well what do I do with this now so I was sort of you know let that sink in I was like okay if I'm fully honest with myself energetically I always knew that there was something there but my mum never talked about it so it's that actually there's something that didn't happen personally to me but it's something that I can feel and approaching my mum with lots of like love and compassion and be like hey mum I have women that come to me now that have had this happen to them I want this to clear out of my system so that I can be there for them fully like are you are you willing to talk to me about it and and she was and that was really it's like that typical thing around like the murkiness the things that we don't know about that are in the shadow in the dark it's painful to bring them out into the light but that's where the release is and that's where it also felt like actually had quite a significant dream later on where I said to my mum I had a dream with this person there was some kind of energetic clearing there I just want you to know that that has happened and it was interesting to be like, oh, there was something in my mum's story that she was always afraid to or didn't like, specific kind of touch on her body, that I was like, oh, and I do that with so much love and reverence. So also understanding what are the pieces. Obviously, my mum was pretty fucking triggered when she heard about my work. Mm. Yeah, but really, again, coming to, I think we talked about that pre-recording, the pieces around how do we define things and my mum's fears and judgments and that's that's one thing but I know what my reality is and actually to know okay this is not I'm not doing this because I had this fucked up experience that I can't remember when I was little is also really liberating and be like yeah but like the interconnectedness as women and I mean so many of us have these kind of experiences so that felt like a protection part as well, like actually knowing what is the personal story because then I can show up in a way that's that has gone through the dark part and brought it into the light. I am with the question of how did you get to discover that profession for yourself? That's the thing with the lawyer and it's like not that you go to a school in New Zealand or anywhere probably on the world where you just get a certificate in, in this kind of work. So it is a bit of an entrepreneur, personal creation, personal development. And that's where you your passion and your heart can flow into that. But I guess more on a linear path, I think I've mentioned that, I've always had from a quite really quite young age a fascination and an interest in in sexuality, bodies, um, exploring my own body, but also, I mean, a lot of us played with other kids and stuff when we were little, but like when I see that, I'm like, yeah, there was a different interest. And then also moving through, had a lot of lovers kind of encounters in my early 20s, um, kind of exploring polyamory, definitely a poly person now, 
manifesting that again a bit more that's actually who you are and it's okay and there's other people like you and um, letting go of those kind of social norms yeah queer exploration queer relationships then moved a little bit into the kinky scene so I've done a lot of the work in terms of a personal exploration that is all feeding into my work now so it's not like oh and then I, one day I decided I'll do this one course and then when I came to New Zealand I had friends that mentioned oh you know it was quite sort of in the yeah interested in feminism and stuff and and people have mentioned like oh my friend works in the sex industry or something and I had the oh you know the street workers that's a horrible job nobody wants to do that the typical stories in my head so that was quite challenging for me to be like but also really liberating to be like whoa these amazing women that I've friends with or the kind of the more empowered approach to working with sexuality and I remember I had a boyfriend at the time and I mentioned it to him. I was like, oh, you know, maybe that could be something that I could do. And like, he did not like it at all. <laughs> but also then again, he had his own story of some friend gang related and committed suicide and what, da, 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 you know. I mean, all the stories in terms of women not making those choices as an empowered choice, that's a different story. That's not my story, so I need to separate that. Yeah, and then I, when I was breaking up with this particular boyfriend... It was like, oh, maybe this is something that I explore now because I'm like, I think I'll be quite good at it. And um, I was working as an escort in a parlor. And I guess that's, again, the next step to finding out how do these things work? And also, again, finding how do I want to work? There was then a point where I was like, it's too invasive. Like, it was fine, for, you know, for as long as I was doing it. But there came a point where I felt like that wasn't, it wasn't actually giving me a direction that's what that was one thing but also felt like I didn't want to share my body in that intensity with people all the time and I'm quite an intuitive person I was like okay well this is close now so I was like okay what else could I do and then a friend of mine said to me oh one of the things that I've always really enjoyed was doing central massage and I was like I have no idea about massage at all like I knew nothing I was like I like massages but and so I just rang up some massage place and they didn't really train me up or anything didn't really want to meet me but again it's the things that you learn I was like okay well it is one way out of what I was doing before I was actually like I want to do better than this <laughs> so I started doing courses yeah so again I guess following intuition interest and I feel like that all of those pieces now come together like the personal exploration but also the professional having done therapeutic massage because some people value that that it's not just a rub and tug like they say some people really look for the connection so they want the heart so that's the whole tantra kind of conscious sexuality then there's the kinks things and yeah some people are on a spiritual journey as well so it's like kind of the, the work that I do that's the kind of stuff where I feel like I personally need to keep growing as well and then see how these pieces feed back into my work. And, and that's where you're not doing a profession. You're actually bringing your value, your essence into what you do and that becomes what you live from also financially. Mm. And then it's no more I put on the identity of someone professional and that's separate from my private life. Like your experience informs what you bring to the world. I do show a certain side of myself, though. Yeah, I'm not a completely different person, obviously, because my heart is my heart. 
and my mm-hmm. life knowledge is my life knowledge. And the ability to actually connect in an intimate setting with so many different people, that's something that I've learned, you know, through personal exploration and allowing myself to do that. Yeah, but there's definitely like boundaries in terms of, you know, like I said, I don't really share my Facebook, that's a personal thing. I was a bit hard when my cat died, you know, there was a bit of a, like, some of my clients know my cat and were like, oh, where's your cat? And, you know, there's that kind of conversation and then be like, oh, yeah. I think that's also human, and we talked about that being radically alive is also the things that are maybe not so brilliant about life, but just being honest with those emotions Mm -hmm. too. And then I just talk to my clients. I mean, I'm quite generally quite an optimistic person. I just say like, yeah, I'm actually, I grieved hard for a couple of days. And then I was like, actually arrived at a point of peace and gratitude that I had those five years with this cat. And it also brings something to a client feeling like oh yeah okay that's a way of like looking at loss mm-hmm. yeah so it's the kind of the little yeah like you say it's the living by example rather than like oh you know I'm just showing this particular professional face yeah yeah thank you for being one of the women who goes first if you would like to support this edgecast I have a request for you I'm currently looking for funds to crowdfund a Radically Alive Women's Heart Quarter recording and creation studio. Head over to my website, julia-neumann.com, and you'll find all the information under the header of Raw HQ Fundraiser. Let's make this world fly together with Radically Alive Women.